Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode and every episode is brought to you commercial-free by our listeners on Patreon. Uh, whopper, whopper, show... whopper, <laughs> whopper, double junior, triple whopper, Frame bill chain with terrific toppers. I didn't say any words in that sentence. When I, I got, got all the ma- consonants at the beginning of the words wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if you love this show and you want to support it, I know we have been on a little bit of a hiatus lately, and I promise we'll explain maybe in the episode. Uh, it's not it's, that much it, of an explanation. Not that much of an explanation. We can knock that COVID. out of the top. It was like, yeah, t- it, I was sick, and then Tyler was sick, and then Olivia was sick, and then Tyler was sick, and then Emily was sick, and then Finn was sick. And now, Holden, this is the first day I can go to work without a mask. So That's awesome. That legit- yeah. So I'm I, I'm glad you didn't ask, uh, but that is why I'm not there right now tonight, is because I have to go to Disney World on Saturday, and I was like, I don't trust that family to not get me sick mm. in one night. Like, mm. I love you guys, and normally I'm willing to risk it, but I've paid a lot of money for this biscuit, so... You know, I've been sick at Disney World before. Yeah, but, like, I don't want to be sick at Disney World. I, I or... think I just lied to you. I don't think I've been sick at Disney World before. I haven't been to Disney World since we went with Hunter in, like, 2012, so... Mm. Um, they didn't you know own funny? Star Wars then. I thought you were going to say in 2007 when we went... With the high school band. Nope, that's the first time and, I went, and exactly and, the and, second time I went was five years later, and then eleven years on from that. And going then hold again. on, and then hold on, and then broke up with in the Magic Kingdom when they still had the big old hat. That right, yeah, right under it, right, right under it, yeah, big old hat, dude. So I remember right when I got like super Jesusy. Uh, he showed up to a few things that were like in that sort of clique that I was with. Yeah, and he was always so fringe, like you know, like the like the Christian movies where they're like everyone belongs in youth group, and there's like the one kid that doesn't belong, but by the end he does. Yeah, this kid would have never would made have it. Never belonged. <laughs> like there was no not, chance. Not because he's not worthy of the love of Christ, but because he's probably not worthy <laughs> not. of the, the love of young life, which is fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I mean, he. I saw his Facebook today. I'm pretty sure he has a cross tattoo. So he's he's set. It also appears that he had a child that died. Oh, I didn't get that. You didn't catch oh, that in the so in the sad. banner behind that. Oh, I didn't and, read the banner. Yeah, that's no, it was stupid. it was like I was looking at the picture and I was like, these two things don't match up at all. This is a mm. douchebag, and that's the thing about a dead kid. Mm. He is a douchebag. Yeah. Um. Anyway. This has all been the cold open. <laughs> On with the episode. Uh, howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're unraveling the mystery. Or maybe we're just eating donuts. So, fake your sister's death. I ran out of quotes. <laughs> and, and and do and, something else in a Benoit and, blog voice. And, and, hold on, I got it. And try to solve this stupid puzzle. It's just Dumb. It's just dumb. Oh, man. Uh, today we're bringing you Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. That intro music was stumbled through, but it was written by Andrew Scott Bell, who is the composer on Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. That should be coming out any minute now. And it's supposed to be huge. It's supposed yeah. to like like big, big numbers. Big numbers. So that's awesome. Go, Andy. Uh, it's probably not your birthday, but it must feel like it, because that's very cool. I, I have the sinking suspicion that he and you have the same birthday. Me and Andrew Scott Bell? Yeah. I'd have to ask him. I don't have a clue. I, I think so. So we've been playing this game at work called, it doesn't have a name, but it's it's what movie character is the most funny when you replace him with Benoit Blanc? Ooh. 
And I, what Little I discovered in turn, this, this has nothing to do with the movie at all. But what I discovered is that if you make him Captain Hector Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean, at least Curse of the Black Pearl, you don't actually have to change a line of dialogue. You can just do it in the accent and it all still works. Mm. Benoit Blanc standing there going, I am disinclined to acquiesce to your request. It means, uh, no. No. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Swamp. You're in one. You're in one. <laughs> I see you went straight for a really good answer. I would have gone immediately to like Junie from Spy Oh no, I mean Kids. we went through we went through dozens of these. This is just my own research over the course of the month and a half that we've mm. not recorded since this movie came out and that I am bringing to you is that it there's a lot of funny answers, but a lot of them you have to change like if you do if you make him Dumbledore, right? Like you change the whole plot of the movie. The Chamber of Secrets is over at the beginning. It was Tom Riddle that opened the chamber 50 years ago. <laughs> Oh, and it's Tom Riddle that opened it now. I can see the writing on the wall. Wow, that's good. And if you want to, if, if you don't believe me, ask the Weasley girl why there's blood on her shoes. That's good. That You nailed that one. <laughs> I was in it, man. I, I thought, is that Daniel Craig on the other line? It's, it, I do a couple impressions pretty well. That's a, that's one I've kind of got a little bit. But it wasn't just the voice. It was the, the narrative, the yeah. story. It was Tom Riddle then. It's, it's weird because it's like Daniel Craig is the longest running James Bond, right? Like he played James Bond in more movies and for more days than any other human alive, right? And he somehow managed to make a character that i think will go down as more iconic than his james bond you know what's crazy when you said that just now you said daniel craig but i pictured daniel radcliffe and you were like he is the definitive james bond he's played bond <laughs> daniel more radcliffe than anyone is the definitive james bond he's played james what? bond more than anyone alive but what's so funny is like at the end of that i was like oh my god so he's saying like he's he's gonna make a good metaphor about how like Harry Potter is James Harry Bond. Harry Potter is James is Bond. Is James, you know, like sometimes he gets into danger, sometimes he really doesn't. Now, Harry, you know, he, inside of you is a donut, and, and that donut has a hole, and inside of that donut hole is a horcrux. <laughs> is I open at the close. Uh, <laughs> this is, as they say, your show. Hold on, what about uh, uh, Rufus Scrimgeour? Yeah, let me rip off one of those iconic Rufus Scrimgeour lines <laughs> off the top of my head. He has two scenes. He's played by Bill Nye. He's played by Bill Nye, and Bill Nye doing the absolute most. Oh, he's so Bill good. Bill Nye, honestly, is in, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End is not a bad call for replacing with Benoit Blanc. Oh, I thought you <laughs> I thought you were going to put ben, Bill Nye in his Barbosa again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know how you do it differently. It's just like it's it's Jeffrey Rush, but like jowlier. Yeah, and it's you got best a lot stop of... believing in ghost stories, Miss Son. <laughs> You're in You're one. In one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Tyler, you've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. What did you think about this movie on a scale of one to one hundred? I'm falling back on my old standbys because we're recording remotely today. Something we haven't done in a long time. If you're usually a viewer of this show, I mean, hats off to you. Hats but off to you. I, we don't have the time or energy to put in for the 10 of you right now. So listeners, sorry. viewers, if you remember at the end of the last episode, which I think was... What did the we talk about? The last thing we uploaded. Christmas. What did we talk about for Christmas this year? Spirited. Mm, with Ryan Reynolds and with with Will Ferrell. Uh, the the light that normally sits to my left died. And mm -hmm. I said, and I quote, I'm going to forget about that before we record again. Mm -hmm. And I did. Mm -hmm. That's not That's why we're true. not recording in person, uh, but that would have been a hindrance. That would have indeedy. 
Um, Zero to 100 for Knives Out, for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. 89. 89. Yeah, I would give it, that sounds about right, actually. Like, just, just under a 90. Yeah. And, and, uh, just not quite a 90. Do you know what it has? A lot of heist mystery movies do this poorly because the movie is the first viewing experience. What this has, I think, is maybe it lacks a little on a first viewing, but is that much better every time you revisit it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, you didn't like actually say what it had. It had rewatchability. Okay. That's what it has. Gotcha. And I know it does because the first time I watched it, I in the, I felt the same way with Knives Out. The first time I watched it, I was just trying to like get through it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I couldn't appreciate the witty dialogue plus the beautiful like cinematography plus the compelling mystery. Like I I gonna get like 30% of each of those. So after I watch it two or three times, that's when I'm like, wow, I appreciate every moment of this and I love it so much. Yeah, no, it it, it is great. Like I don't, it's an 89, but in like, not that there's anything wrong with being an 8.9 out of 10, right? Like, right. Um, but it like, it, it doesn't go for a hundred. It's not trying to be a hundred percenter. Right. I think that's true too. Um, it is, it is so much like the scale is, is technically a lot grander than Knives Out, but like, it doesn't feel like it at any moment. Yeah, no, it still feels very small. They go to a private island outside of Greece on like a yacht and it's like, it still feels like very small, very cozy, very low stakes. And like a lot of people I heard say like, oh, it doesn't really match up. But if you, if you read like Agatha Christie books, that's what I was going to say, I was going to go back Agatha Christie. Yep. Right, you read Hercule Poirot books. Like, Murder on the Orient Express is a big, loud, vibrant story, right? And then you have ones where, like, some dude gets killed on a golf course. And murder nothing else. Yeah, Murder on the Links, right? And, like, nothing else much happens. And I think that's fine for this character. Right? It's showing that, like, you can make a movie with, like, eight people in it with this character yeah. and have it be perfectly fine. Yeah. Now, you have to have a hell of a, a cast, a, a really good eight people. Oh, I wonder if Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Daniel Craig, oh, God. Kate Hudson. Uh, Kate Hudson. Dave Batista. No, Dave Batista. You're still not at the ones that I are on the tip of my tongue. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's in this? Yeah, he's the... Um He's the guy with the like inoculation gun on the dock. Oh, you're right. He is. I caught that. Because they, they, they were filming, apparently they were filming Moon Knight in like Prague there. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like wherever they were um, to film this movie. And Ryan was just like, hey, I need a guy for an afternoon. Can you come hang out? It's a real like Matt Damon in Eurotrip kind of thing. Can I tell you something real quick that I think you're going to get upset with me over? Sure. Ethan Hawke, stock. Rising. I, I've given up at this point. Like it, it, it can't. He, like I, he was in Dead Poet Society and he was really good in that. And then he was a lot of bummers. A lot of. Real I don't know that he like, was. I think there's some hidden gems in those missing years. Yeah, I'm sure there's some hidden gems in the Ethan Supley catalog as well, too. But like, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sitting here dwelling on it. Right? He was in My Name Is Earl. Was he really? Yeah, he's like a lead. No way. Yeah, he's Randy. Randy? Did I just pull that out of my ass? My name Ethan is Hawk Earl. is not Randy. No, Ethan Supley. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ethan Hawke. No, I was like, what are you talking about? Here's the thing about Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke was back. in Black Hawk Down. That movie sucks. I mean, you think that, but that's a pretty popular movie. I don't care. It's It shouldn't be popular. It's fucking <laughs> propaganda. It's garbage. It's not Saving Private Ryan. It sucks. Um, 
Who wants to watch a movie about Desert Fucking Storm? Nobody. Literally nobody. It was made before when, they even closed the book on that one. Like they didn't they didn't sit around during Korea going, Well, we should make movies about how the Korean War sucks. They kinda but like didn't when did Good Morning Vietnam come out? Um later. Significantly later. I'll t- well, you, oh, Captain America was on stage during World War II selling bonds. If you notice, I specifically did not say World War II. They made a lot of movies during World War II about how the Nazis suck. Yeah, they made as a they lot of movies. Have. Yeah, I don't know anything about the the Vietnamese people and why we went to war with Vietnam. And you just said Desert Storm. When when people say, "Yeah, I fought at Desert Storm," I don't know what that means. It I don't was, know what that it is. It was the Iraq War before there was an Iraq War. I I picture. Because Black Hawk Down came out before 9-11, but I think was took place in Iraq. That's wild to me. Yeah. That's, I'm, because I'm stupid. No, it takes place in Somalia. Oh, the Somali seen, uh, Civil War in 1992. I've seen um, Captain Phillips. That is a different movie. That's about boats and not helicopters. Somalia. Anyway, I don't like Ethan Hawke that much. Or I didn't, you know, and he was good in Moon Knight, but it still is not like a, it wasn't a character that I enjoyed from him. You know, like I didn't like oh, that oh, guy. Oh, I love. I didn't that like guy. that guy. It wasn't a. It wasn't a guy that gave me the warm fuzzies. No, but that's what makes Ethan Hawke so good. He's like an ugly Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's man. like a tall Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Is Willem Dafoe short? I would. I would imagine Willem Dafoe. Let's play this game real quick. I would have said register, Willem Dafoe. Register. Uh, do you want me to give you an over or under, or do you want to go for specific numbers? Do you know this answer off the top of your head? I don't. I don't. Okay. I would say 6-1. Willem Dafoe? Yeah. So you would say you take the over on 5-7. I would take the over on 5-7, yeah. Look it up. How tall? 5-9. Ooh, the over was good, but you were still off. It was still off, yeah. I was, you were closer with 5-7 than I was. Yeah, I mean, he's a Dutch author, you know, he can't be that tall. Yeah, the Dutch, historically a people that aren't very tall. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. (laughs) He's a, he's Ethan Hawke is 5'10", so he's one inch taller than Willem Dafoe. If I'm Ryan Johnson, hold on, I got a great idea, you're not No, I got to talk, I got to say one more thing about Ethan Hawke, though. Okay, okay, okay. The Ethan Hawke stock really has nothing to do with Ethan Hawke, it has everything to do with his daughter, Maya Hawk, Robin from Stranger Things. All good things. She did yeah, but she did more for his stock than than Moon Knight than did. Than Moon Knight did. Yeah. Yeah. She did that and then when Moon Knight came around, I was like, Oh dude, Robin from Stranger Things. She was so good. Let's see what Ethan Hawk's up to. And I was like, Oh, I love this. This is so good. He's walking with glass in his shoes. What a strange man. What a strange guy. <laughs> what a weirdo. I forgot, um legitimately for a second I forgot who the actual lead in Moon Knight was. And it was like people also search uh, Oscar Isaac's height, and I was like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so here's my uh, ooh over under on Oscar Isaac five eight. There's no number with Oscar Isaac that would surprise me, honestly. Uh, how tall is Oscar Isaac? Five nine. Dang. Okay, so here was my idea. How tall is the he? next, the next uh, Ryan Johnson movie. Okay. Like the next Benoit Blanc movie, or just the next Ryan the next Johnson? Benoit Blanc? Okay. No, 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 the next Benoit Blanc. Uh, <coughs> knives out mystery. I want you to disconnect any projects that these people have been in together in your mind, real quick, uh, and just picture this cast. Okay, we got Andrew Garfield. Okay, Alfred Molina. Okay, Willem Dafoe. Okay, so just the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery. <laughs> Tom Holland, Jamie Foxx. I don't think Tom Holland has any business being in Jamie Foxx in a Brian no, Johnson. No, 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 no,
the girl from Outer Banks gets to be in this? She first of all, her name is Madeline Klein, for starters. Fine, fine, fine. Second of all, forget. Second of all, she's they don't even they don't even try to to hide it. She's in this movie because she's hot. Correct. Because she's an extremely good looking young woman. Fine, fine. Take Tom Holland out. Put Zendaya in. That's uh, that I'm fine with. Put Kirsten Dunst in. Oh God. Okay. Well, I mean, fine. If, if I you must. don't think Ryan Johnson, have you seen a I, Kirsten I'm, you Dunst know, movie? I'm sure that Ryan Johnson could get the best out of Kirsten Dunst. I just don't <laughs> fully believe that Kirsten Dunst still does or ever has a best to offer. Fine. I would say put Emma Stone, but if you put Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield on the screen at the same time in a Ryan Johnson movie, I like Taylor Swift stops being popular that day. Yeah, because absolutely. there's there's something better. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, if if you told me that's the thing about the Spider Man Rogues Gallery, if you told me there was a, a a a Ryan Johnson Benoit Blanc piece that had Andrew Garfield and Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe, and, and I would take Tom Fox Holland honestly. And, I mean, and Jamie Fox. Uh, I really didn't like Uncharted. Um, he was very bad in that. So, Jamie Foxx? No, Tom Holland, bud. Dude, I, you keep hitting me on that. Uh, well, you're just I'm, supposed I'm to know. You're behind. supposed to know who's in what stuff. Like, <laughs> well, you said Uncharted, and I okay, was like, Tom I Holland mean, I can has. See. Tom Holland has been in Spider-Man: Homecoming, Spider-Man: Far From Home, Spider-Man: No Way Home, and Uncharted. That's, Is that really all that, he's been in? I mean, in? no, it's not all he's been in, but I don't oh, think okay. I have no idea. Honestly, but that's what they, because he was in The Devil All the Time. People liked that movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Forget about some of these people. Michael Keaton gets to be in this movie. No, I would save Michael Keaton for a different Benoit Blanc feature, honestly. I would want Keaton to play Mask Gay. Yeah, I could get the, I could get behind that. Yeah. A real, like, the birdcage type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you could just also real get Nathan Benoit Lane Blanc to play Nathan Lane. Thing. Yeah, real Benoit Blanc type <laughs> thing. He's, oh my God, he's, he's Phillips or Peter's ex-boyfriend. Yes. He's, he's the he's the because because at some point at some shit, point you do have to shit, give us shit. Michael Keaton walks onto the oh, give me let me have this one. Okay, Michael Keaton walks onto the screen and shakes Benoit Blanc's hand. And how does he introduce himself? World's greatest detective. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Michael Keaton, world's greatest detective. Yeah, my name's also. I think Ryan Johnson keeps Michael Keaton as his own name. My name's Barry Black, world's mm. greatest detective. Good good job not translating that into a. Germanic language or ro- romantic language, whatever the, whatever. <laughs> I got you, bud. The Spanish word for black. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Wasn't gonna. Not with Michael Keaton. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I, I don't necessarily want to answer the question of like, did I like this better than Knives Out? Because that's a like kind of a dumb question. I enjoy this more. I, did you watch Nice Out though? Like recently? No, not recently. It's it's a it is an Ouroboros of movies, right? It is like you watch Glass Onion after you haven't seen Knives Out in a long time, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta go watch Knives Out." The movie rules, and what you discover <laughs> is that movie does indeed rule, and it makes you want to watch Glass Onion. <laughs> and then you get back around to it, and you're like, "Fuck, that movie rules! I want to watch Knives Out now." <laughs> And it's just this like never ending. So the the question of like, did I enjoy this more is a tough one. I honestly think I would enjoy either one if somebody put them on right now. I would definitely reach for them before Avengers Infinity War. Mm. Um, um, both of them okay. for sure. Say you're scrolling through channels though, and your I'm option not, not through I channels, but you I know, can't you even got say the, that because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're pulling up the streaming, and it says, "Do you want to watch Glass Onion?" I think I know the answer to this for you or do you want to watch shang chi so the problem is i left i recently left glass onion just it, on this topic i left it in a half finished state mm. so like it's always at the top of the netflix 
Yeah. Where it's like, do you want to continue watching Glass Onion? And I'm like, I mean, not no. I, I do love that like, one. Like, I'm, I'm here to do something else, Netflix, but like, you might have me there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd put that on before, before Chunchi for sure. Um, yeah, I don't find myself like, and, and this is the, this is the problem I have with the MCU is I don't find myself reaching for any of those movies literally ever. Like it, I have not at any point since we did now I've watched a couple of them, um, mostly for like, oh, I just watched this thing and it made me want to watch that thing. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of, uh, reasons, but like, you know, we did the whole run through when we first started this show five years ago. That was the last time I've seen most of the MCU movies. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, th- I find going back into the Infinity Saga at all almost feels like diving into... It would be like opening Netflix and being like, I'm going to watch Stranger Things starting at season three. Yeah. It's like, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world. No. Maybe you prefer that level of characters. But like you you have to watch it from the beginning. Yeah. There's and a I'm certain feeling that if I'm, if I'm going back to the Infinity Saga, I have to like slodge through four out of the first six movies. <laughs> right. It's like I feel like I can't watch just ant-man but right. like i have to go back and start with iron man i don't really want to watch iron man right now so i'm just gonna watch something else i can usually be sold on iron man i cannot usually be sold on the rest of phase one i i think i prefer the first avenger to at least winter soldier honestly it, it's this... way lower stakes to put that on <laughs> yeah for sure but the rest of them like do you want to watch point, Thor? Fuck no. If I was <laughs> doing a, a, a run through, if I was doing a watch through, I would probably just go like, oh, I'm going to watch Iron Man and then be like, I could watch the rest of the MCU and then put on Iron Man 3 and just kind of maybe go from there, skip a few in the middle. But like, I would probably just just not even attempt Hulk or Iron Man 2 or Thor or Captain America or the Avengers. I think I can get through the Avengers pretty easy. I think that one could suck me in to this day. Because there's some really genuinely good scenes in there. Sure, yeah. There's, I mean, there's genuinely good scenes in in most of them. Maybe not Thor: The Dark World. Maybe not The Incredible Hulk. But like, even Iron Man Two has enjoyable moments. Like when yeah. when Whiplash just like rips uh, Tony's car apart in the middle of the Monaco Grand Prix. That rules. I I, I like Whiplash. I, I, think. I like Whiplash too. It's just there's just some shoddy writing there at the end of that movie. And there, well, yeah, but the, uh, that's also got uh, God. What is his name? Mickey Rourke. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell as Justin is, Hammer. Justin Hammer, Hammer Tech or whatever. Bring down the hammer. I mean, anything. Anytime Sam Rockwell's in a thing, right? Like if it, you told me elevates. there was a, if you told me there was a Ryan Johnson Benoit Blanc movie that had you know Robert Downey Jr. and Mickey Rourke and Sam Rockwell and Gwyneth Paltrow and John Favreau in it, I'd be down. I'd be like, I'd yep, watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Here. And and Anthony Don Cheadle's there or Don Cheadle rather. Yeah, Don Cheadle's there. <laughs> like. Oh, cool. What's, what's Don Cheadle what's doing Don here? What's Don Cheadle doing here? This is rad. <laughs> he's playing like, uh, I would imagine he's playing like a real Lakeith Stanfield in Knives Out type cop. Yeah? Yeah, if Don Cheadle's in there. Lakeith Stanfield. Who's he, Lakeith Stanfield? Lakeith Stanfield is the cop in Knives Out. Like the black cop. Oh, oh, yes. That, yes the yes, one that's yes, actually yes, does yes. cop stuff. Yes. So there's a theory going around about this movie, Glass Onion. Yeah. You know Daryl, the weird guy that lives on the island with Miles Braun? Yeah. Yeah, so the theory is that he's the secret genius and that all uh, the good ideas the, like, come from yeah, Daryl yeah. and all the bad ideas come from Miles. Oh, so that's like good. boy equals NFT, child equals NFT or whatever it is, was like Daryl's idea. Oh, that's Because they just come from faxes, right? And the fax is just in the middle of the like the room. Right. So Daryl can just fax stuff to Leon. Leon? Lionel. Lionel. That's crazy. 
I, I do wanna, love this movie. I would watch I an too. unlimited amount of Benoit Block movies. They need to make more that's, of them faster. That's my thing. Is I I really want like the the first ten Benoit Block box set. You know, like like it, I want yeah, it, I want this character all the time. Right. I want it to already have happened so I can watch a bunch of it. Right. I feel the same way. And the thing is, that's really only a commitment for Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig. Right. Yes. And I think Daniel Craig and, has said that this character is fun, but it's hard. Yeah. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is he involved in these? He is He is in every Ryan Johnson movie. Oh. So who is he, he is in the, Star Wars? What? Who is he in Star Wars? He's the um, he's one of the droids. Oh, He just yeah. does like stuff like that. So he's the hourly dong. Oh. <laughs> and in the in Knives Out, he is like the, the voice of everybody that comes out of the computer in um, oh. when like Marta's sister's watching TV. Mm-hmm. He does like every voice of that like cop drama she's watching or whatever. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in all of them. And then um, the guy that plays Daryl is in all of them as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Because he's the other cop in Knives Out. Oh. Um, the one that's a Hamilton fan. Alexander Hamilton. Because that's the other problem is that Leslie Odom Jr. canonically exists in the Knives Out universe, despite, you know, being in the movie. Right. Yeah, but I mean, does he? Yeah, because that one guy is like, oh man, Hamilton, I love that. I saw it at the public. Just like the the, the downtown theater it was at before it was on Broadway. Wow. That's yeah. a pull right there. Yeah. The next one's got to have Lynn in it, right? Like, it's been it's been long enough at this point. That's what I was He's got to do like, something. Lin-Manuel's got to get involved. Got to get involved some. What if the next... Okay, so I know the next one is Muppets, right? Which I'm not happy about, but whatever. Wait, um, it's a Knives Out Muppets mystery? Apparently. The next one's going to have Muppets in it. Dude, I'm sorry. That's gold. No, that, that sucks. It's the worst. Muppets are the worst. Uh, mm, I don't know, bro. Kermit's such a good character. Sure, the characters are fine. They're fucking puppets. I don't like puppets. You're never going to get me to like puppets. It's not going to happen. Let me do Kermit, and then then you be Benoit Blanc. Hi, I'm Kermit. I'm a frog. Now, I've I've been around for a while. I know that frogs cannot talk. We that said. So what if the next, what what if after, I don't want to go down this Kermit rabbit hole anymore. Um, (laughs) We'll talk about Kermit. Kermit the frog here. (laughs) Kermit the (laughs) frog. Kermit's a great character. The voice actor for Kermit is phenomenal. It's it's a it's a great character. It's one that's easy to do impressions of because he's like a style guide for Kermit, right? Mm-hmm. He talks a specific way. Kermit, um, Kermit the Frog here. It's like goofy. A yuck. All you got to do is do a yuck. Gorge. No, Your Honor, I didn't say she was very silly. I said she was fucking goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our show where we just give you punchlines to jokes. You, you might know. You probably know. You know. <laughs> uh, but that's the best kind of joke, right? Is that you don't even need to hear the setup. I think that's the name of our, our new podcast, our bacon and eggs. Punchlines you might know. <laughs> punchlines you might know. P L Y M dubs. <laughs> it's not a dubs at the end, it's, it's a K. It's a K. <laughs> <laughs> it's a W at the end of no. <laughs> So the next one's Muppets. If after that it is Benoit Blanc the musical, I would be Ooh, okay with that. Yes. I I really want to go back to this Iron Man. I don't know casting. whether or not I think Daniel Craig can sing, and I don't know whether or not the movie's better if he can or can't sing. If I'm not mistaken, Daniel Craig is a song and dance man. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Because I, I didn't know who he was when he became Bond, and he's no spring chicken. No, he's not. So why are we talking about Iron Man again? 
I just keep thinking about the Iron Man villains. What about I keep thinking about how, like, they sat Robert Downey Jr. down and were like, hey, man, we saw how you came back from doing drugs and we're in that movie where you did blackface, which was cool. Everybody's cool with that. Um, We want you to work. Okay, here, listen. What do you think of this? Your first movie, Jeff Bridges. Second movie, Mickey Rourke and Sam Rockwell. You ain't ready for this. Robert Downey Jr., you were just doing a lot of drugs, and we're paramount right now, and we're going to give you a chance. It was DreamWorks, for what it's worth. Uh, I'm pretty sure those are the same thing. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't in 2008. And then they were like, so what do you think of Jeff Bridges? And Robert Downey Jr.'s like, I love Jeff Bridges. And then they're like, okay, what do you think of Sam Rockwell and Mickey Rourke? And he's like, I don't know why you're giving me this opportunity. And then they're like, okay, hold on. You ready? You don't know who Tom Hiddleston is. Tropic so don't worry Thunder about that came one. out after Iron Man. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Really? Yeah. By three months, four months, three months, four months. Man, Robert Downey Jr. was having a year. He was having a year. I forgot who the villains were in the third one. Um. Um. Oh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. Oh God! If you told me, if Extremis. you told me Robert Downey Jr., if you were like, "Hey, Robert Downey Jr., guess what? You get to work with Ben Kingsley and Guy Pierce in this Guy next Pierce, one," yeah. I'd be like. I literally, like, sign me up for If you told me there anything. was a Benoit Blanc movie coming out that had <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mickey Rourke, <laughs> Sam Rockwell, Guy <laughs> Pearce, and Ben Kingsley. And the girl who played the journalist in the first one. And the girl that, yeah, Christine. Christine. Not Christine. No, it is Christine, right? What is her name? I don't know. She went to, she went to Brown. Um, and occasionally take out the trash. Whoopee! Journalist, Iron Man. One. Somebody's screaming at their <laughs> car right now. <laughs> uh, Christine Everhart. Christine Everhart. Played by Leslie Bibb. Shoot, you can throw in... Who's that actor that plays Howard Stark in Captain America? John Slattery. That's John Slattery? That's John Slattery from Mad Men. No, 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 no. Young Howard Stark. Young Howard Stark. Okay. From which movie? Captain America the First Adventure. Oh, oh, oh. Um... I just did that thing where I was like, that's John Slattery? Where, like, I definitely didn't know who John Dominic Slattery was. Dominic Cooper. Really? Yeah. I thought he was somebody. I did, too. I think I thought he was the guy, Misha Collins. Misha Collins is way prettier than that guy. I don't know. I haven't watched Captain America, the first adventure in five years. Uh, you know who else is in this movie? Because I've decided that they are. Who? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Give me a second, Ethan. Shove off, Holy man. man. Jack so Black. You, when you take in, when you factor in, Captain America the First Avenger might be, I know Chris Evans is out because he's already been in Knives Out. Um, Captain America the First Avenger might be in the running for uh, uh, Marvel film that has the best cast for. Oh, yeah. Of Benoit Tommy Blanc Lee Jones. You got Tommy Lee Jones. You got Kenneth Choi. You got Neil McDonough. You got Stanley Tucci. And then I think as like a... As like Sebastian a, Stan, obviously, like modern Sebastian Stan. You got Samuel Jackson. You got Hugo Weaving. You got Haley Atwell. Oh, Hugo Weaving. Oh, and then I think if you're if you're Ryan Johnson, I think you also get to pull one character from literally anything else. And I think with that cast, I want Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman in a in a in a Ryan Johnson Benoit Blanc movie would be marvelous in any capacity. It'd be so good. Actually, if you just took so if you just took the ca- I know you can't use Kevin Spacey, right? But if you took the cast of horrible bosses, uh uh-uh. uh, hold on, let me flip this on its head. We're the Millers, and that's a good one too. Do you see they make it a sequel? How? Oh man, that's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's so good because they know what to do with Sudeikis now. Like. Yeah, I mean, if he just plays Ted Lasso yeah, for every get, character, if you get for Ted Lasso in a Benoit Blanc movie, if you take if you take Charlie Day, <laughs> Jason Bateman, and Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> Jamie Foxx, Jamie so we Fox. keep coming back to Jamie, Jennifer Fox. Aniston, 
Because Jimmy Fox is the best. I think Ryan Johnson knows what to do with Kevin Spacey. I'll be I'll be real with that. Like, obviously, he did terrible things. I'm not defending Kevin Spacey, but he also is like psycho, right? Yeah, I think Ryan Johnson could channel that. You th- I think Ryan Johnson could trick Kevin Spacey into being yes. in a movie about the crimes <laughs> that Kevin Spacey committed. Yes, like, I think I think Ryan Johnson could get Kevin Spacey <laughs> to confess to crimes in front of a Justice of the Peace. Yes, as part of his movie. As part of his movie. Or yeah. they'll be like, or Kevin Spacey would be like, who's that actor playing the judge? And, you know, Marshall, Thur, Thur, Thurgood Marshall Thurgood is going to be sitting. Yeah, Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall, Marshall is going to be sitting there like the real Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> the next Benoit Blanc movie is going to be like Benoit Blanc and the Muppets and like AOC and Lin Mama Miranda. <laughs> And the cast of In the Heights. <laughs> and the cast of In the Heights. And like, <laughs> man, but okay, so so Captain America, the first Avenger is a pretty good one for a Benoit Blanc movie. Are there better ones? Um, The one that I think, Shang-Chi was one of the first things that came to mind. But I think all you get out of that is Simu Liu and Aquafina. Who else would you pull from that? What is the dad's name? I mean, he's a legend. I can never remember his name. Um, on that thread, though, Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, Crazy Crazy Rich Asians is one you could just drop Benoit Blanc in. He's <laughs> just part of the just part of the thing. Like he's <laughs> just like at dinner. Oh, because so, so so no. Okay, so you get Simu Liu, you get Aquafina, you get Michelle Yeoh. Yes, that's who I obviously remember. you get Tony Leung, who's the dad. You get Bing Kingsley again. Yes. Oh, Ben Kingsley. You get uh, Benedict Wong. Yep. 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 Um, I think uh, uh, the Doctor Strange films. You do get a baller cast. Yeah, I mean, Multiverse of Madness really is probably the best one out of all because you get that gets you Cumberbatch, obviously. That gets you, you know, Patrick Stewart. You have to have Cumberbatch playing the most different from Sherlock Holmes character he can. Oh, ever absolutely. Play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. But that gets you Patrick Stewart. That gets you. You know, oh, John Elizabeth Olsen. It gets you Elizabeth Krasinski. Olsen. Um, yeah. It gets you... Oh, what is her name from Captain Marvel? Yep. I just looked this up literally yesterday, too. We were just talking about her. Um, not Brie Larson, obviously. Yeah, oh, no. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's not... Believe it or not, okay. Scott Pilgrim versus the World is not an MCU film. It is a comic book film, and it is a great Benoit Blanc cast. It is. I love that about some of these Marvel movies that, like, I love some of these castings. I don't think of those actors Man, as those roles. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one that we're for, we're not thinking about enough. Hold on. Lashana hold on. Lynch is her name, by the way. Lashana Lynch. I knew that. Um, she'd be phenomenal. But uh, Captain Marvel gets you Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Jude yep, Law, yep. Jaiman Hansu, Ben oh, Mendelsohn, yeah. uh, Gemma Chan. Mendelsohn is Honestly, one Clark Gregg think... would slap, obviously. Obviously. Um, I think... And the guy that is, played Sawyer in Lost. Yes, he's in it for like a minute, isn't he? No, this is not him. Never mind. This oh. is some other guy. Um, just looks like him. Hold on. I had such a good thought. God, Where did it go? Jude Law, Ben Mendelsohn in a, in a Benoit Blanc movie would be... Ben Mendelsohn so as Benoit Blanc's Moriarty. I was just getting ready to say the same thing. Like, once, when you finally thing. start getting an arc for Benoit Blanc... Yes. Yeah, because you got to give him a... Or just take Andrew Scott. Is he Moriarty? He's from, Moriarty and Sherlock. Yeah. But you just make him, like, like very Southern. Yeah, you got to do the same treatment you did. He's just the guy that, that Benoit grew up across the street from. From man of your talent. What was that? It's a shame. <laughs> this is Ben Mendelsohn in Rogue One. <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> really? Rogue One's that? a good one, man, because it gets you oh, Diego Luna. Dude, it yes. gets you Forrest Whitaker. It gets you Mads Mikkelsen. It gets you Ben Mendelsohn. Um, oh, Mads Mikkelsen. There it is. I can't believe we haven't said it. I think you just, you and I were on the same wavelength. On three, we'll say the movie that has the best, the best Benoit Blanc cast. Ready? I don't know three, where you're going with this. Three, two, one. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, yeah. Thank that's you. where no, I was going. Yeah. See, I was going for The Crimes of Grindel. Not The Crimes of Grindelwald. The, uh, I mean, if you take, if you take the whole series, it, you got to take the whole series, right? Because that gets you, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, it gets you Johnny Depp, it gets you Colin Farrell. That's all you need right there. That's all you Everybody need. else is just window dressing. But you've got Jude Law. You've got Eddie Redmayne. You've got Jude Law. You've, you've got, got Eddie Redmayne. You've got uh, Dan Fogler. You get Catherine Waterston. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, Think of the memes. It, it just works with so many groups of people, man. Because especially the- if you take like any any cast of like a recent like Best Picture nominee type movie, like you go for like Black Klansman, right? You have Adam Driver and Topher Grace and John David Washington and like these groups of people that like you just let them be silly for a while. It's, it's going to yeah. be so good. Well, and uh, let me let me pull this up. Did you see the most recent actors roundtable? I did not. Uh, it's so good. Listen to this group of guys. Adam Driver, Shia LaBeouf, Robert De Niro, Tom Hanks, Jamie Foxx. I would like to sit at that table. Listen to this one. Listen to the, Do you ever watch these? They're from The Hollywood Reporter. I do not. They're so good. But I know what you're talking about. I just I have not, like... You're not ready. Austin Butler, Brendan Fraser, Kihu Kwan, Adam Sandler, and Jamie Foxx. And I watched this one. Let me see who it is. Colin Farrell. Uh, that was the one I was missing. Yeah. Colin Farrell, dude. That's a dude. It is such, I didn't like him for a long time. And now I can't imagine not thinking he's one of the greats. You didn't like Colin Farrell? No, no. I, what is, I what, felt like, what is this, this Philly accent you're doing? You keep coming <laughs> in here like, no, 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 no. So I feel like when it comes to Colin Farrell, he was, he felt out of place to me. He's a little too. It's like he's outlined in bold. In what? In in in, in my first. I can't. I couldn't tell you what film I'm thinking of, but it must have been some <laughs> performance that I saw. And he was just a little too out of place. He he pulled me out of the magic of whatever movie was it. it was. The Lobster. No, I've never seen The Lobster. That's a horror film, isn't it? I don't think so. I've never seen The Lobster, but I know like I you you definitely haven't seen In Bruges. No. So like I'm trying to think of what you would have seen Colin Farrell in that would have like offended you before Fantastic Beasts. He's in uh he was not this in this film, but he's in Saving Mr. Banks, isn't he? Saving Mr. Banks. When did that come out? I don't know. I would have thought before Fantastic Beasts. He is he is in Saving Mr. Banks. He's the dad. Oh, he's the dad. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Dude, Saving Mr. Banks, I don't know if it's Oh, he's in Horrible Bosses. Like I forgot about that, too. Oh, yeah. He's the he's Sudeikis' son, D-Bag's yeah. boss's son. It's not him in that. He does great in that. That's he does great in literally role. everything. Um, I, I couldn't tell you. Whatever I first saw him in, I, I just felt like he was Daredevil. a little out of place. No, I didn't know that was him. That was the first thing I probably saw him in, but I did not know that was him until like much later in life. I would say like in I the mean, that's definitely years. that is definitely the first thing you saw him in. A hundred percent chance. Oh yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I always chance. thought that that Colin Farrell and Daredevil when I was a kid that was the same actor as uh, the dude in the Matrix, the villain. Okay. That like. That's how I pictured that in my brain and internalized it. With this, was that those were the same? Was it people. the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus? No, I don't think so. Okay. Was it Crazy Heart? No. Was it Seven Psychopaths? No. Was it Total Recall? Through, it could have been Total Recall, but I don't. It's think just so. movies that came out between uh, 
Bolt or Daredevil and uh, Saving Mr. Banks that I think you would have seen. I I know, but this is one of those like I know I've seen him. I just cannot imagine like not liking Colin Farrell. I, so that's that's why I'm at now is I can't picture a, a young me that like it's, didn't like the Colin wild Farrell. thing is like Colin Farrell probably going to get the best actor win uh, and For was also in, in the sharing. Batman in the same year. He was in the Batman. He's the Penguin. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Huh. And then, like, right at the end of the year, turns in the, the like, performance of a lifetime. And the Banshees of Inishir. Yeah. Him and Brendan Gleeson. Have you have you seen it yet? I have not. I haven't either. I haven't seen, like, any of the best picture noms. You see an Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, yes, I have. Holy it shit. Get, that this gets me, literally, I can see. rad. I, that was the coolest thing ever. Dude. Whoa. Okay, chill out, bud. Avatar The Way of Water was awesome. It was it was fine. Oh, dude. I saw it in 3D. I also saw it in 3D. I was That was that was an interesting one, right? Cuz like it was it was way better than the first one in a lot of ways, but also like not as good as the first one in a lot of ways. It felt very much uh that he like wrote the first one and he was like that's my complete story about the Navi people. I but need, I do want to make four more. Here's the thing is I need James Cameron to understand that he two things one thing he doesn't have to end every movie in a big fucking hundred million dollar battle sequence and two you don't have to sink a boat every movie like he didn't sink any boats in in avatar no but like okay so he took took one movie off and in titanic uh for the record he produced mortal engines too okay a lot of people not giving him credit on that one hugo weaving was in that Anyway, Avatar The Way of Water was great up until that fight sequence, and then it was bad. Um, I disagree. I thought the fight sequence was great. I hated the last fight sequence. It was it was awkward. It was weird. They did the frame rate thing the whole time. Stop that. What um, frame rate thing? Did you not notice? I don't know what you're talking about. Then you didn't notice. Oh. Uh, where like oh, half the, I was just in it. Man. Half the movies shot at 24 frames a second. Half the movies shot at 48 frames a second. Mm. And it's like really awkwardly jarring because they just frame ramp back and forth between them, depending on mm. what needed to be on screen at the time. Um, yeah. And it just like, I don't know. They looked like they ran out of money because they were like, everything's dark now. And it's going to be all like Game of thrones you know, that that episode that nobody liked. Okay. Avatar is nothing like that episode of Game of Thrones. Nobody it's liked. just like that, man. It's like, oh, we're going to fight Except in the dark because it's cheaper for CGI. I thought the dark fight sequences, man, I don't know. I, I wasn't looking for things to complain about. I was going in like looking for stuff to like. I got and through if you, two if you hours. you go in looking for stuff to like, dude, it's so good. <laughs> I, got, I got through two and a half, two hours. Yeah, two and a half hours of, of like a great movie. And then they were like, oh, we're going to do a big military thing. And I just wasn't, guns, it wasn't guns, as good. Guns. It's like they ran out of money. My thing with here was my only disappointment was I didn't feel like I got to know the kids well enough, fast enough. By the end, I knew them, but I didn't get to know them well enough, fast enough. Uh, and two, I didn't want the big fish to be something that everybody had. I was like, well, that just See, ruined the big the fish thing. for me. Here's the thing. I didn't know what I wanted out of Avatar The Way of Water. Um, but James Cameron told me what I wanted out of Avatar The Way of Water. And did not give it to me, which is what I wanted was for for Jake Sully to just keep his narration going a little longer, right? And go like, and then Natiri and I had to go to the tribe of the water people because we were run off from our homes. And and my kid met a big whale and nobody likes the whale. And then it's like a three hour movie of the kid trying to convince everybody that the whale is cool. I would watch a whole movie of just that, mm. of, of Loak being like, this is Payakan, he's my friend. And then being like, no, that's a murder whale. And him being like... Actually, it's not. Weirdly enough, stop being whale racists. 
Although it is a murder whale. Yeah, but like it, <laughs> like, it was a like, self. Let's it was, not forget that like everything this whale does is murder. <laughs> like if the reason we trust the whales is because they could kill us and don't, and this one kills us, we shouldn't trust this whale. <laughs> you seen the the, the web comic that's like one panel is an orca at a witness stand. <laughs> And the the lawyer is like, now, would you mind telling the court what kind of whale you are? (laughs) And then the next frame is just a dolphin lawyer being like, objection. That's so good. It's so good, man. Yeah, so it's it's a killer whale. It's not a murder whale. In the movie? Those are murder whales. No, just just by a con. Uh, He's the only one that killed a person. And he killed a bunch of I would I would watch the whole movie about just the kid and the whales. Yeah, I, but I didn't um, want everybody to get a whale. That was my thing. Was like, wow, this is like a really big whale. And he just befriended it. No, just, but see, that's Mary the thing. sued that bad boy. That's the thing with, with Pandora, though, is there's a land of abundance. Everybody gets a whale. Everybody mm. got a Toruk mm. or an Ikran. An Ikran, that's Ikran. what it's called. Yes. Toruk Makto. Yeah. There's one Toruk. There's one Payakan. But everybody gets an Ikran. Everybody gets a. But they got. Tulum. They had their Tulum. Tulum. They had got their. It. They had their little Ikran-sized baddies that like flapped their tails. Yeah, in but the like water. they don't. Not everybody gets a whale. Like nobody gets the whales. They don't get to keep the whales. Right. You don't get to like ride the whale. Like, like you, you don't. Do when you they don't come to have visit. Ben and Jonathan. You just like they're your brothers, right? Right. The whales yeah. are their brothers. Okay. Okay. Could I be their brother? You're not a Navi. Hmm. Well, neither is Jake Sully. That's true. But Loak is. Jake Sully, I like the character James a lot Cameron more James Cameron falls victim to this thing, man. That was, a, that was the start of Avatar was he was like, we got a beautiful world and everything's cool and there's racism. <laughs> like it, at the very beginning, it's just like, I'm a Marine. This is great. Go to Pandora. Racism. <laughs> You're not in Venezuela anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. You're on Pandora. <laughs> I love his I love character. that guy. He's so good. Did two tours in Afghanistan. Not a scratch. This. First day here. And he has it but on I his felt avatar, like a shaved too. Tail Louis. <laughs> the fact that he has the scar <laughs> cut into his avatar. That dude. Oh, I loved that they brought his character back. I, that's the one thing I didn't like about Avatar: The Way of Water was uh, Spider. Was his name? Yeah, he's fine. Um, we clearly have not like, seen the end of his story. Yeah, I was like, man, I want. I, I'll tell you this: Avatar: The Way of Water. I was like, how on earth is James Cameron going to ca- get me to care about the lore of this world he's created beyond what's already there? Success succeeded. Yeah, I'm itching whales. for the next one. <laughs> whales. whales. The answer Very was whales. Cool. Whales, Turns lots out. of fishy whale types. Yeah. Yeah, I'm invested. I want to know what the next season is. Also, yeah, well, it's fire. This is, right? This like, is, yeah. This has got to be. Avatar has pioneered something that I hope I see more of in the future, which is Sigourney Weaver gets to play a teenager. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver mean, is 70. So I will just, like, you're not going to get, like, you're going to get plenty. You're not going to get, like, a lot of Sigourney Weaver in the future. I don't just mean Sigourney Weaver as a teenager. I mean, like, this opens up the door for possibilities for older actors and actresses to really emote and fully encompass, like, a fully, like, high-end mocap character 
who is younger. And no, I think that's something we haven't really You can't really open the store before. too wide, though, because then you'll get Jamie Lee Curtis doing a Halloween prequel. I, I like a tell you As like something. a 14-year-old Laurie. Eight, but, but Navi Laurie. Yeah, what if what if Laurie from Halloween was a Navi? <laughs> Benoit Blanc. <laughs> Benoit Blanc would have stopped Halloween in 30 seconds. <laughs> but 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 Ghostface like when he gets that's into Halloween, the, when right? he gets into the what? Is that Ghostface? And no, that's Scream. That's Scream. Michael yeah. Myers is Halloween. Yeah. Okay, go on. Uh yeah, if it, Benoit Blanc gets to um whatever the hell the name of the town is, I can't remember. Amityville? Oh. I don't know. It's not Amityville. That's Jaws. Oh yeah. No, that's Amity Island. Uh Amityville is just Amityville, Connecticut. It's like a real place. Um oh. but yeah, yeah. Benoit Blanc goes into that house where there's the the cop is like there's a, it, a dead dog. It, it could have been a skunk that killed him. And Benoit Blanc is like, a skunk? This ain't, <laughs> boy, this ain't no damn skunk. <laughs> it's it, just was, it was Michael Myers, the prisoner that escaped from the state. The reason that you're here right now. It's Michael Myers. <laughs> now, we're going to go to his parents' s- house. I've never seen this I watched movie. Halloween for the first time this Halloween. And let me tell you what. That movie, um, it's, it, 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 on, on one hand... It sucks so hard. On the other hand, it's fucking great mm. because it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's like 2001, right? It is like it's responsible for basically everything in the horror genre since it came out. Right. It was the first like slasher movie ever. But you also think like Michael Myers was the first slasher movie ever. It absolutely was. What about Psycho? Psycho is not a slasher movie. I thought that was like the dun 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 dun. Uh, yeah, so, um, that's, like, one scene that he does that to in one person, and also it's Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, turns out. Oh, that's good for her. Yeah, Janet Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney Weaver. Jamie Lee Curtis is one where, like, she responded very poorly to the nepotism baby conversation, and it's like, I just want to tell her, like, they're not talking about you, buddy. Jamie Lee Curtis. Whatever you want, Like, when they talk about nepotism babies, they're talking about Brooklyn Beckham. They're not talking about you. Who, where do we draw the line, though? Uh, right underneath Chalamet, it sounds like, is where we've decided. <laughs> Tim Chalamet is not even on Apple Plus. Is that true? That is true. There's not a that's, single... That's his, that's his... There's uh, not a single Chalamet project that's available on Apple TV Plus? I'm sure there is, but that he hasn't had, like, an Apple TV original. That's his Super Bowl commercial, is he keeps seeing, like, everybody is on Apple TV Plus, and he's not, and he's like... Well, didn't they just do that with Tom Hanks? Probably. They did it with John Hamm at one point. John Hamm... No, there was, I swear to God there was a Tom Hanks one. I don't know. If Tim Chalamet is about to drop the hottest Apple TV Plus show of the century, though, I'm ready. What if Timothy Chalamet is a new player in season three of Ted Lasso? Mm, I was actually going to say Danny Rojas alongside Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver in my Benoit Blanc film. You could definitely take uh, the cast of, of Ted Lasso and make a hell of a Benoit Blanc movie. For sure. Oh my God, yes. You get Sudeikis and Brett Goldstein and Brendan Beard. Hunt. Yes, that's his name. Got that Dang. one. That's Coach Dang. Beard. Uh, uh, Hannah Waddingham and Phil Dunster. Oh my God. It's Jamie Tart's name. If Hannah Waddingham wanted to. The guy that plays Sam Obisanya. If Hannah, I would do anything with her. She can be in my Sigourney Weaver 14 year old movie. Um, the woman that was the prime minister in that really bad episode of Doctor Who about the Slovene that plays the barkeep. Yes. She's great. Oh, yeah. The guys, great. The guys at the bar that hang out, they would be great. Is the psychiatrist ever in Doctor Who? I have no idea. There's a lot of episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, there is. She's the ood. <laughs> 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 
under that you got, mask. You got is David a, Tennant, a, you got Matt Smith, you got Chris Eccleston, you got Karen Gillan, you've got an ood. <laughs> <laughs> he's just holding the ball the whole time. He's yeah. <laughs> they go to like a creepy old man's house and he's like the butler. <laughs> Don't boop the ood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This whole episode has just been us talking about what other franchises we'd like to put Benoit Blanc in, and it's the best thing we could ask for from this episode. I don't know. Yeah, I think those would be my top choice. Somebody is like, okay, you guys have done the bit. You could move on now. That's actually the name of our new comedy podcast. This comedy doesn't come best in threes. I think the name of the podcast is you got you've done the bit. You guys can move on now. <laughs> the name of the podcast is is uh, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and we don't. We do clearly do not. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, for sure, gets you. That's a movie. <laughs> gets you Elijah Wood. It gets you Sean Bean. It gets you Ian McKellen. It gets you Billy Boyd. It gets you Dominic Monaghan. It gets you Sean Astin. It gets you Vigo Mortensen. It gets you John Reese Davies. It gets you Orlando Bloom. It gets you Kate Blanchett. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna take this game a step. It gets further. you Andy Serkis. Here's I'm gonna give you. I I'm think give you five movies, and you get is Gollum one, in the first one? Yes, Gollum is in the first okay. one. Okay. You get Andy. You get Andy Serkis from each of them. You get uh, <laughs> one actor from that film to be in your Benoit Blanc film. Starting with Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I get one actor from Fellowship of the Ring to be in my yep. Benoit Blanc movie. Or we can draft it. Okay, we can draft it. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, let's Should that draft be the hash browns? It. Sure, yeah. We're actually just about there. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Party on, uh, it's, it's George Carlin every day. <laughs> yeah, if I can get George Carlin in any movie, I think I would do that. Oh, a death, is, death is not an obstacle here. <laughs> and I, I have faith in you to offer me a different Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, that's the other rule here is that you cannot, uh, you can't pull an actor. If they've been in something, they're out. You only get one actor that's been in that, and that kills everybody else. Okay, in. okay. So you also have to deal with the repercussions so of I, like I can't Scarlett take... Johansson is dead now. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> because you're making this movie, so you killed... Scarlett Johansson. What does Scarlett Johansson have to do with anything? We haven't gotten to a movie she's in, but if you have to... Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. We missed you. Thanks for coming back. Um, we'll try to be more consistent. I'm not, not promising we'll be more consistent, but we'll try. We'll do our darndest. I'm not 25 anymore, guys. No. <laughs> He's not even 20 anything anymore. I'm 30. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Screw you, I have sucker. A job. I have a job that's like corporate that I kind of like. You also had that when you were 25. I did, yeah. Uh, 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 when we started this show, I did not. I was I was waning on my care for used car sales. You also didn't have kids or a wife. Or a Mustang. Nope. I know. No, I did. Did you? Uh, I think so. I got it before we were married. Hmm. Yeah, you only didn't have a wife for like three months. I know. That's how I came into this world. When I was three months old, I got married. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway. For sure. This has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. If you want to go support the show on Patreon and get access to the hash browns, you go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs podcast. We're going to draft a Benoit Blanc. We're going to draft a Benoit Blanc thriller. Yes. A Benoit Blanc experience. A Benoit Blanc joint. Jaunt. Nope. Nope. No? No. Mm. Uh, Anyway, uh, I've been Ethan Chill. He's been Tyler Carlin. Until next time.
Arrivederci. And it's just dumb.